0: Hey, we have another special guest for our Thursday episode of On Chain Your podcast. And today we have Melissa Rolves. Hi, Melissa, how are you? Hello, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? I'm fantastic. So happy to have you here. Oh, my God. Hey, everybody who's who's been listening to my podcast, you know how much I love talking to holistic coaches and nutritionists. I don't know, there's something about it. I'm like, I'm I'm trying to make changes in my life when it comes to that. I always have, and I love everything that is about, you know, I love food, but I love healthy food. You know, I wouldn't be the ones that dig into a big burger and chips and stuff like that. I I like everything that is natural. So I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, As I said, Melissa is a holistic health coach, and she's also a life coach, and she is the founder of Free to Be Coaching. So Melissa, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself so everybody can get to know you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, As you said, I'm a holistic health and life coach and my business is free to be coaching. And I really specialize in helping women break free from sugar and emotional or stress eating so that they can be calm, confident, and at peace. Cause that was my journey. I was living in the pantry off of Oreos and lattes and just really using sugar to kind of get through the day. So found some freedom and I'm excited to share with other people how they can
0: find that too. Oh my god, I can't wait. But before we get started, Melissa, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, I want to know more about that story, how you spend time in the pantry <laughs> digging into the Oreos. <laughs> just, because I can relate.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think for me, it started in childhood. Like I can remember, you know, being an eight year old little girl and just having some stress at home and using food as a comfort. And I would hide Pop Tarts and candies and cookies in my room. And it was all fine and good until we had little mice come in and pooped on the bed. They told on me and I got in trouble. So (laughs) when I look back on my life, that started in childhood and it carried with me through, you know, college, it carried with me through adulthood, becoming a mom. And I think for me, I just used the sugar to kind of stuff my feelings because I didn't know what to do with them. I felt overwhelmed as a new mom. I had a baby who wasn't sleeping. We had a two year old with some sensory challenges and some undiagnosed food allergies, my husband was traveling for work, I was exhausted and just trying to get through the day, honestly, and I used sugar to help and I didn't know that it was actually making things worse.
0: Gosh. Oh, that's a when when it comes to stress eating, do you think there's there's certain foods for certain kinds of stress?
1: Like, I think it depends on the person I worked with a woman once who really found herself craving cheese and crackers when she was stressed and she doesn't like cheese and crackers. Oh. So we did a little digging and I said, what,
0: what, even if she didn't, pardon like would she, sorry, would she still eat them even and if she didn't like it? just when she was stressed? Oh, that's even, yes. Less.
1: Yeah. So we did some digging and we discovered that for her, the cheese and crackers signified a time in her childhood when she was happy, her family was all together. There were friends, so, when she was looking for that feeling, she associated it with that food. So, I think a lot of times we have memories that we've attached to foods. And when we're looking for that feeling, we can turn to that food to look for that feeling, if that makes sense.
0: It does, absolutely. Um, interesting that you mention it. Both my sister and I, when we're about to get our monthly period, we eat the same thing, which is mm-hmm. white rice, tuna, tomatoes. And boiled egg. And I know it might sound disgusting, it's actually lovely, but it's something that my mother used to cook us as comfort food when we were kids. And that is always like, I thought I was the only one until I saw my sister doing it. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. I was like, I wonder where that comes from. There you go. yeah no it is it's that connection when okay the yeah the womb and being like you know comfort by your mother and it's like because she used to make us that whenever we felt like a little bit oh we didn't really want to eat like no we're being a little spoiled brat she'll make us that food because she knew we loved it oh that's it <laughs> yeah. and for you it was mostly sugar was it
1: yeah it was sugar very few times would it be salty I learned through my training that you can kind of actually create your cravings by how much animal protein you eat, which might sound a little bit kooky. Um, But your body's always trying to balance itself out. So if you're eating a lot of protein, those are more grounding foods, your body's going to look for more of a food to kind of bring that expansive tension in. And so if you have a lot of animal protein, or you have a lot of salty foods, you're probably going to crave more sweet to kind of balance yourself out. But my go to was always sugar.
0: OK, well, that's why, like, you know, when you go when you eat something that is really salty or or garlicky or something that leaves that taste in your mouth, you always like mm-hmm. go for something that is sweet. Or even the yeah. in restaurants that they give you like this little sorbet washing, like palate cleanse so you can move on onwards to the other thing. Oh, I'm not going to get into restaurants because I'm like, sometimes I think that's way too much food for a person. And I'm like, people love going to restaurants. And I'm like, that's like a whole calorie intake for the whole week (laughs) when you might be eating one of the meals. Yeah. Yes. So what was that moment for you that you decided, okay, that um, I'm not going to say you had a problem because I know that sounds a bit too harsh, but you know, to make that shift of saying, okay, what it what am i doing to my body what is happening what uh cuz you know when you eat a lot of sugar it's like you go on that peak and then you crash completely you just go Bleh, and yep. you feel like you need it again so what was it for you to make that shift what 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 happened there
1: it was actually getting diagnosed with ptsd um, and trying kind of the traditional route of medicine and that didn't help. It actually made things worse for me. I know everybody's different. Um, but that led me to meet with a naturopath who did some vitamin and mineral testing and discovered everything was in the toilet because I was living off of sugar. Um, so she gave me a lot of supplements and things I could do at home to kind of work on getting my levels back up. We didn't talk about food. Ironically, it was all supplements, um so I started there, started to feel better and was like, wow, this is really interesting. And then I learned about whole foods and eating foods more in their natural form and not so much of the processing and the additives and started to transition to that and I felt a lot better. So I think my diagnosis was part of it, but I was also an angry mom cuz I was riding that blood sugar roller coaster and my moods were all over the place and I just wasn't who I wanted
0: to be. And Melissa, can I ask you, when you said supplements, what were they giving you though? What were you, what, were you, were you switching the meals for that? Or were they like something that you take before the meals or to cut the cravings? To cut the- no, it
1: really didn't have anything to do with the cravings. Actually, it was, it was vitamins and minerals and they were pills, um, which oh. looking back, and I'm sure there was a reason that this happened. She was probably trying to not overwhelm me. But I think it also would have been helpful to be like, we're giving you these supplements, but here's some foods you might want to try to integrate and get these vitamins and minerals from as well, because I think that would have condensed my process.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> you just slowly, but surely here, starting yes. eating this. So say you probably you cut off all processed food now.
1: Not all, but I would say probably a, we probably eat whole foods 85% of the time.
0: It's, it's a huge difference, isn't it? I know for a lot of people, it's like, oh, my God, I have to cook my own meal. And then when you do, like you can actually make something in 5-10 minutes that it tastes way better than getting something frozen. Even a pizza. Like you can make and you, it
1: you feel frozen. better and you have more energy. And everybody's nice.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. There's nothing where somebody's like craving, like, what is it? The anger, how you call it? Hung- hungry? Hunger? Hangry. Yeah. But that angry, hungry that you mix and it's like, oh, I need something. I need something. So I'm really interested. I said, I'm really interested in this thing about sugar, because as I said it to you before we started, it was like, I, I hate a place around six o'clock that it's just like oh i kind of need that sugar rush i need something right and and as i was telling melissa i stopped drinking and usually that would have been my scapegoat it's like oh i'll open a bottle of red wine and i will get my sugar rush and uh, and then i will get drunk as well because my end my stomach was empty <laughs> so it wasn't a nice sign and then the next day it was like oh my god why did i do this to myself so thankfully i stopped but that sugar craving is still there it's just like that little rush it's that is that like um I don't know. Is is that like a mindset thing? Is that like an actually physical thing that our body craves that or am mm-hmm. I the only one?
1: No, no, you're not at all. And I think it can be both and right. I mean, I think there is a mindset component to it for sure. I think there is the body craving. It can be another thing because if you're in that habit of having it with the wine, um, your body's probably gotten used to that. And so if you could get curious and ask yourself, what am I looking for? You know, am I, is there enough sweetness in my life? Am I feeling like I need something sweet? Because I know for me, when I feel like my life is really kind of boring and there's not a lot of excitement, that's when I'm like, "Ooh, sweets, because I'm looking to fill that void. So are you looking to fill that void? Or is it like, oh, I just kind of want something sweet to top the day off. Do you kind of know where you're at?
0: Yeah, well, I did say to you, it was like, it's probably, <laughs> I asked Melissa, I was like, it's probably related to a sexual need as well. That, mm-hmm. like, oh no, I'm going yeah. a little bit off topic. But I mean, when you feel that, when you feel like that is an actually gland when you eat something sweet or when it's that mm-hmm. is like the happy hormone, is it? Is it a yep. hormone? That happy hormone that goes like, yay, and, and mm-hmm. you get that sugar brush again, right? Yep, yep. You can see the children when you give them sugar. Oh my god, their eyes just go like bomb, <laughs> like pure smiles, and then they just crash as well, like we do,
1: and we all deal with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Melissa, tell me a little bit more about how you help people with uh, with binge eating, emotional eating because that's another thing you know, I've seen remember those TV shows that used to, um talk about people that were binge eating so they will put a lock in the fridge or in the cupboards (laughs) this is just too extreme but that's because I never met a person before I thought that was like you know like I've seen people gaining weight a little bit you know stuff like that or or sometimes I've I've eaten a little bit more than I should have but not to that extent that somebody had to put a lock in my cupboards or in my fridge Yeah. And I feel like that
1: almost makes it worse. Cause you've got like in one thing I'm really big on is like having an anchor or a visual that people can keep top of mind as to why they're doing this. And I feel like that's the opposite of having an anchor. Cause you see it and you're focused on it and it just makes you want it all the more. Like, so if you were to like lock up your food, it's just another visual reminder. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I, I don't, I don't know how, how effective that would be. I'd be curious to do some research and see um, that, but we really, you know, in my finding freedom program, really figure out the why behind the why, like, what is your relationship to food? What is your relationship to yourself? What are you holding on to? And it's a lot of times we don't know how to listen to our bodies. We don't know what foods work for us. We don't know how to honor our hunger and fullness. So I really kind of teach women how to listen to their bodies and figure out what they need.
0: And when it comes to that part, you know, like sometimes you feel like your body needs something, but then you try to replace this with something else. What's your opinion on that? You know, like if you crave a piece of chocolate and you're like, oh, I shouldn't be eating a piece of chocolate. And then you end up grabbing a fruit and then you just don't feel like satisfied, right? Eat the chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Eat the chocolate. Because I think we do
1: that to ourselves, right? We're like, oh, well, I shouldn't have this. And so we've created that mindset of, oh, this is bad. I shouldn't. And then we think about it and we want it all the more, at least I do like that never drives me to the desired result. Whereas if I'm like, oh, I want some chocolate, I'll have a little bit, I feel satisfied and I move on instead of spending the whole evening obsessing about, oh my gosh, should I have it or should I not? And then before I go to bed, I, you know, snarf it down.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. No. exactly. But you know, like they say, the food is actually not the bad thing, the the bad guy in here, you know?
1: Yep, there's usually an <laughs> underlying.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is usually on the other side. So, um, tell me a little bit about how food overall can impact your health and like your weight. Like you work mostly on understanding why we crave things, we crave and how is our relationship with food. Would you um, would you work with people also by losing weight through it, or it's just more understanding having a healthier pattern on their life when it comes to to their, yeah, their health and their relationship with food.
1: It's, I think they're all connected. A lot of times when we release some of the inner stuff that we have that blocks us, and we create less stress in our bodies, we lose weight, your body can't heal or lose weight in a stress state. And so a lot of times it's both and women come to me for weight loss, and we end up doing you know, transformational work that really kind of sets them free, and they end up losing weight, which is awesome. So it's kind of both and.
0: Okay, all right. No, it's just the concept, you know, sometimes that people go into, you know, want to lose weight, and that's their main focus. And they go into this crazy diet, and then just, you know, do that yo yo thing. And, you know, because I had a few friends that it was like, Oh, yeah, maybe you should try this. And I was like, No, I'm like, it's not, it's not another diet I need, I need to, you know, Change things around. I've been a vegetarian for over six, seven years now, you know, so yeah, so I just like my body reacts perfectly fine to it. Even when people is like, Oh, have a piece of meat. And I'm like, No, it's fine. But you know, incorporating that instead of trying to find, you know, the quick fix, let's say. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, because that, you know, does a lot more damage than good in the long run, to be honest with you. And I think it's interesting that diet has the word die in it, whereas lifestyle change has the word life, I'd rather pursue life.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And in your your personal opinion, with everything that you know, that you see out there, and it's just like, you know, that, okay, if you try this, you're gonna lose weight fast. If you try this, if you try that, what, um, what would you like to change? And what would you like to from your from your business and from your perspective, for women that keep going back to those, you know, advertisement or those posts or keep buying into that? What would you like to tell them?
1: They have everything they need inside of them to do what they want to do. I think sometimes we just need somebody to journey with us and ask us the questions and help us really kind of figure out what's going on in here and how to listen to ourselves. Because a lot of times we will turn to food for other reasons and maybe not be aware of it. So then we try to diet to lose weight. And that may or may not work because you may get the desired result, but you're not likely to keep it off because you haven't dealt with the root of the issue. It's kind of like a weed. If you pull out the weed by the root, it's not going to grow back. Mm -hmm. But with us, health and weight loss, a lot of times we don't get to the root and we just try to snip it off. And then it keeps coming back. So we've got to get to the root of the matter. And that is doing inner work and asking questions and listening to yourself and trusting yourself. Oh, and that's powerful.
0: I like that. I like that, Melissa. Somebody else suggested the other day that I should start weighing my food. And I'm like, I have never heard that before. I was actually a nutritionist. And I was like, oh, what, what is that? I'm like, have you heard it before of weighing your food?
1: I have. And I honestly think it's just one more thing to keep us distracted and keep our heads full of clutter with stuff we don't need all of the numbers, all of the scales, all of the things, if we would just put that aside and get quiet and listen to ourselves, wow.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But like there's this whole, you know, when you go and it's like, I think that this is back in the days, so I, I hope people stop looking at that. But you know that it's like, oh, well, if you're a certain height, you should be a certain weight. And I'm like, how does that make any sense? Like, if you're a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, your bones are a little bit yeah. bigger, your, your body structure yeah. is a little bit bigger, like we all different.
1: Yes. And that's the thing is, I think that we take we, we, what's the word I'm looking for? We Tear down our uniqueness because one size doesn't fit all, especially not with diets and health and weight. But yet we keep trying to put ourselves into this box that works for other people. But then we negate our individuality, and it breaks my heart. <laughs> like, yeah. be yourself. You know,
0: yeah. <laughs> I love that. But like it is, it's, the more you're trying to fit in a size that you don't fit, it's just like the more I, I think that that creates more of a negative mindset and negative thinking of who you should be. Instead of actually embracing who you are, right?
1: Yes. And then we can spiral and then nothing is
0: good and we just <laughs> yeah, and then we go with the binging, eating. Everything, everything that is in the cupboard. <laughs> yep. Bring it on. <laughs> and Melissa, you have children, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And how how is there because I see this a lot of people in Europe that is always like you go and it's like, give me the children's menu. And then you get the children's menu, and I'm like, you can't be feeding your child that. I'm like, that is absolutely horrible. And I'm sure in the states they have it. It's like you should be. It's the chicken nuggets with the chips, and you know, and all the different kind of sauce, and like, it makes me cringe. While you're sitting there eating a proper nice steak, you know, <laughs> like really, I don't know, roast potatoes, whatever. But I'm like. Why, why, how, how do you feed your children? I want to know this and how, because I'm sure they go to houses as well where they're like, they have different kind of food, you know, so that's also like a child curiosity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my kids eat whole foods. Um, we don't do gluten and dairy because we're all intolerant to it. Um, so they eat whole foods and they know what they like. They know what they can and can't have. Um, I think school has been, Eye-opening for them because they see how their friends eat, um, and I don't think they're jealous or they want to eat that way. But it's more like, oh, well, they had this and they had that, and I can't have that, so I ate this. So I think it's really interesting to hear their perspective on what other kids bring for for lunches, and I've seen what they give out at sporting events and whatnot. And like you, I'm like, why are
0: you giving your kids that? Like, come on, people. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, like, it's scary. some of this stuff is scary though. But did they ever Mm -hmm. try anything out of curiosity, even though they're lactose intolerant and gluten intolerant? Have they ever tried anything? Yeah,
1: they have. And we do sometimes. Um, We'll do pizza once in a while. It's gluten free, but they'll have the dairy from that. And it's okay. Um, I think they've learned over time that if they they know how they feel when they eat certain foods. And so I think they don't want to feel that way. And I'm so thankful because that's something I never had as a kid. And it would have really been helpful for me to have had.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, but it it is but because it is like some of the foods and they usually have that pasta that is overcooked and like thing does not look healthy at all. It doesn't. Like I had friends that grew up with that. So by the time it came out, like, oh, let's go out for dinner. They will order the same thing as adults. And I'm like, you're joking me. I'm like, look at this beautiful menu here. And you're still eating that crap. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and why do we throw out candy at parades? Let's talk about that. Like, why do we just bombard them with sugar?
0: Yeah. Well, everything. It's like, I think it's birthdays. Is everything. I have, I didn't drink soda till I was, I think till I was like 14. There was mm-hmm. no soda allowed in my house. I, I I, mean, I knew what a Coca-Cola bottle looked like because of the yeah. commercials and like going into other people's houses. But I knew That I wasn't allowed to drink that. So I never, I never did, you know. Good girl. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I didn't. And I'm like, and then as I got older, I remember drinking it, but it was never, I don't know, it was never something that I liked, that I enjoyed. I'm like, yeah. And no, it's not. And then I I see other kids that they see a bottle of Coca Cola and they go mental. They're like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Party time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was my after school snack. Like growing up, I would have a bag of Doritos and two Cokes.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Now I understand all the vitamins and everything they're giving you. (laughs) I mean, it's like you think you might be feeding yourself, but you're not actually nurturing your body, right?
1: No, I wasn't. I was just giving a crap. That's why I felt like crap. And I acted
0: like crap. I love that. I love how you say that because it is, It, it relates so much to how your body feels and how you feel outside. Like it does like, yeah, you can have a really shitty mood and like, depending on what you like, how you fed yourself or not fed yourself as well. And oh, this I love it. I'm mean, just like, it, it's, it's trying to, you know, like for a long time, we're trying to find that. And it's like, some people is like, Oh, it's a lack of, maybe it's a lack of um, some sort of vitamin and that's why you're craving sugar. But I really, I really like your approach of trying to understand where does that craving, you know, what was the lack of, you know, like you said, it's like over that lack of love or something that you wanted something sweet and to sweeten <laughs> up your life. I really like that approach. Uh I've seen how well you are a holistic life coach and <laughs> a holistic life coach as well. So um Melissa if anybody wants to work with you, get to know you better, and uh, reach out to you where they can find you best? What's the easiest way? Yeah.
1: My happy home is www.free the number 2 and the letter b coaching.com. So free to be coaching.com.
0: Okay, perfect. Simple and easy. I will drop this on the on the podcast anyways. But yeah, thank you so much, Melissa, for being part of On um, Change Your Own Strength podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Me too. I love talking with you. Thank you. Everybody who's listening, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions. So drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more. And what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business? I am Maria C. Krause, and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms, or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, you can find me on all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause, or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.MariaCKrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your best besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and in business. Love, light, be. Have a wonderful day, whatever in the world you are. Bye.